49ers did on, on Saturday night. Uh, what happened here? Because I'm still scratching my head wondering how the Packers let it slip. Because um, I don't know whether the 49ers are rusty because of the bye or whether they just had some previously unexposed flaws brought to light at the worst possible time, but they didn't look like themselves. Is it that they weren't allowed to be themselves or that they just weren't on it? I think there are a couple of things uh, to, to it, Connor. I, I I think that the Packers did have a good game plan and I, I think that helps. I think that Debo going out um, was a factor and I think that Brock Purdy doesn't play well in the rain and Brock Purdy is a good QB but he he's not an elite QB. And I, I don't think that should be, um, you know, uh, like a a controversial statement. But the narrative around Brock Purdy is unlike, I mean, this, I thought things in Denver were bad with Drew Locke, right? And and where he was and the fan perception of him. But with Brock Purdy, it's, it's on a different level. Like after that winning drive, like he got compared to Joe Montana, to Tom Brady, to Patrick Mahomes. There were people, there were 49ers, be, uh, I suppose, radio uh, personalities saying that there's no one else in the league that they take ahead of him. Not a single player would they take ahead of him. Like, it is insane. Richard Sherman has a tweet out about an hour ago um, going, look at this. Look at this elite player. Look at this clutch player. It's like, what are we doing here, guys? Rock Purdy is a good QB playing in an incredible team. They're nicknamed the Monstars for a reason, okay? Uh, Trent, Trent Williams, very likely future Hall of Fame player. Christian McCaffrey, very likely future Hall of Fame uh, player, okay? Debo Samuel, one of the better players in, in the league. Um, George Kittle, one of the better tight ends in the league. Brian Ayuk, one of the better receivers in the league. And their their backups are... Um, I very very good players as well and they have an incredible play caller who it devises schemes they they had a bad day but think about how bad and again purdy is a good qb but he had a very bad day at the office and despite having a very bad day at the office where he needed his receiver to make a leaping salmon like catch he needed brandon Ayuk to use his fingertips to keep the ball off of the ground they were able to do it so the quarterback has an absolute ter- terrible game and they're still able to come back and beat a, a very good Packers team. They are scary good. Their quarterback just isn't elite. And I don't know why there needs to be this insistence that he's at the same level as Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. He's not, but the team overall is. The, the only thing I've been trying to figure out with, with Purdy, I... I... Absolutely, accept all. I'd be interested in, in, in your take, Brian. But the only thing I've been trying to figure out with Brock Purdy since he arrived is how much better than Jimmy G actually is he. Like, I definitely think he's an upgrade on, on Jimmy G. And and you saw in that game, and now not for the one to try and to be fair, he did put the ball at risk a couple of times. He hit Darnell Savage in the numbers with what should have absolutely been a pick six. And and that's one that the Packers will rue, among many other things that happened in the game. But um, he... he Ultimately, no takeaways, right? He didn't throw the back-breaking pick that we associate with Jimmy G, which, you know, makes you realize that the upside isn't up enough to compensate for the downside. Uh, Purdy, to be fair, doesn't do that. I thought at the same time, ball placement was terrible. He looked shook at times. Didn't know whether he should be wearing the glove or not wearing the glove. 
Um, and he was under pressure. He was, you know, Packers did a great job, particularly up front. Um, and the key difference for that winning fourth quarter drive ultimately was he actually got protected properly, was able to make a couple of throws, including a lovely one to Juwan Jennings, which was his best ball of the entire game when they needed it most. So credit where credit's due. You can do things with Brock, especially if you have the monsters around him. Just to take up one point, though, the column raised, Brian. Kyle Shanahan is an amazing play caller. That sequence before halftime reminded, reminded us all that in a, in a tough spot, Shanahan goes really into his shell. Like, I, I thought, you're, you're in an offense here where you've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got George Kittle, you've got Brandon Ayuk. Okay, Debo's injured at that point. You have this great offensive line, and you're scared of the Green Bay Packers having time. Like, you're so scared of the Packers having time here that you're going to milk the clock and try and kick a field goal rather than use your all-world offense to try and score a touchdown. That is not how you win Super Bowls. We have, yeah, we, we've we've seen, well, we've, you're talking about winning Super Bowls. We saw we saw them climb up in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago against the Chiefs when they were up by 10. I think we lost seven and a half, eight minutes left on the clock. And we've seen other variations over the course of the last few years. And yeah, I did find it a little bit surprising that they weren't a more aggressive man. But maybe he recognized it was just, it wasn't a night for those, those type of situations where, you know, sometimes we talk about getting the points and let the other team chase it. And they maybe you just saw a nature of this game is going to come down to a, a score or two. We can get into half time with the points. But I didn't, in the 40 never got going on. Like, I'm, like, I'm not saying it's disingenuous. I'm playing kicking that field goal. Well, it looked to fit. Like, there's been a lot of criticism over field goals, in particular, former, former kickers over the course of the last two days, kind of getting on, on kickers. Like, it's easy for all these people to be sitting on the sofa and making sums about people holding the ball down and, and putting putting in the right putting in the, the ball in the right place but laces out Ray laces out laces out and like Daniel Wheel did a fantastic job I'm not saying it because of obviously the Irish fact but he did a fantastic job on that field goal to get it down and obviously they made it and they won later on with Carlson Packers fans are obviously a bit disgruntled because it's not the first time Carlson has missed one of the shoes and he's had a struggle on some sideline reporter job of the week done by the, I can't remember who the silent reporter was at the game that's terrible I can't even give the guy the proper credit but that quote from Matt Lafleur that he tells me he just says a prayer every time Carlson goes out on the field well, he, he did his press conference your guy up. he did his press conference at 4 o'clock today he rolled back on that he said that was totally taken out of context and he, he's very disappointed with the Fox people that rolled were a different, a very different narrative on that story that's not how it was described but um my sorry my quote was taken out of context is the lamest excuse don't say it then. look the, I think genuinely he has to recognise there's a problem with a kicker there he doesn't see that they have an issue with a kicker going forward they got rid of Crosby because he couldn't deliver beyond 50 you know because of the, where he was in his career they brought in a rookie quarterback a rookie a kicker it's worked him it's worked for for the, the Niners as well Albeit maybe he's missed one Saturday. He missed one in the critical moment in Cleveland when they could have won that game. Every rookie has his struggles. It's obviously when you want to get through those struggles and see the big Rory Began will be pinging them over next year. They'll they'll double down on the Irish connection. Whelan, punter, Began, kicker. Packers fill it up for the Super Bowl. The hype train is only going to get even bigger on that. So let's, let's hold that for when we need to discuss it because there's no point in discussing it. Oh, I, like, the Niners offense didn't play well certainly but their defense stepped up to an extent and the reason and they didn't necessarily get the sacks there was no sacks they had six quarterback hits both had five but what I would say is if you look at the stats of the game Love was 15 of 22 only at 66 two touchdowns but the last four drives of the game he was 6 for 12 30 yards 
So they got it right defensively at the critical time, which ultimately... Two, two picks is, as well. Let's not forget about the That's not true. Yeah, throwing the two picks. I would say from a Packers perspective, the first one as opposed to the second one for me would be more disappointing. The second one, he's trying to make a play. It's very, as you said, it's very Favre-like. If you look at the footage, we're talking about his touchdown last week, how the similarities against with a Favre touchdown back in the day where the interception was very, very similar to the Favre interception in the Louisiana Dome for the Vikings. But the first one was, for me, was the critical moment in the game because that was the opportunity for the Packers to go two scores up when it was a field goal and take a 10-point lead and did not get that score that moment in the, in the game. Galvanized him defensively and I thought the momentum shifted despite a bit of a ding-dong in the tour quarter with three, three score leads. That interception for me kind of gave the impetus to the Niners. They got it done. In terms of the Montana reference, I think it's the case of he struggled throughout the, the course of the game but yeah, he managed to have a game-winning drive, shall we call it. And that's why. And I don't agree with it. I'm very much in Collins, in Collins' corner here. I believe, it's I, more I believe Hannah Montana than Joe Montana. Come on. Yeah. And there's been comments when he was rusty. I love Hannah Montana. Great show. They're all saying he was rusty. We'll see the true Brock Porter next week. We may. Maybe the case. Maybe have a much more fishing game next week. But Lamar was rusty in the first half. But he wasn't rusty in the second half. And that's the difference. When you have a murky quarterback like that. You can turn it on when he needs to turn it on. Brock turned it on for one drive, sir. I right, dare we leave it for our second segment of Talking Points. Con, let's kick off 